after these messages will be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages. This is indeed the podcast where we talk about TV commercials. We talk about good ones, and we talk about bad ones, and we talk about ones where people say weird shit like this. Finally, after waking up in a huge puddle of my child's urine, I figured there had to be something better. There's got to be a better way. (laughs) I love that quote. Hi, Genevieve. Hi, Andrew. My name's Andrew Walsh. Her name's Genevieve Has. Most people probably know that by now. I think so, but you know... Might have some Ernie's out there. There's always a possibility of a new listener or two. A new Ernie or two? (laughs) Can Ernie just be the name of new listeners to the show? Yeah, I feel like uh, there's some Ernie creep happening on this show. (laughs) Ernie creep. Oh, I knew a creep named Ernie. (laughs) Let's not get into that now. Uh, Let's see here. What do we got to talk about today? Will you want to kick things off with a commercials in the news that I only glanced at your notes about? This thing has been coming at me from all directions. Uh, So it's been in... Oh, that's what creepy Ernie did to me. (laughs) It's been in... It has been in the news news, and it's been in my uh, social media feeds, so we better talk about it. This is a a bold choice by Burger King. Okay, we'll talk about that in just a second. Plus, I, I don't know, man... Vives, my segment today is weird, and I honestly don't know if it's going to work. This is the weirdest thing I think I've tried on the show because the concept is very loose. But essentially, I was I stumbled on something probably on Reddit that seemed to be an old '80s jeans commercial, mm-hmm. and I just couldn't believe it was real. Okay. And I went down this rabbit hole trying to learn more information, and it is real. And now I'm kind of shocked that I don't remember it. And I'm actually thinking you might remember it. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll revisit the weirdness of this strange jeans commercial. And then I thought maybe I could quiz you. I just put together a couple of questions here. I'm going to play for you some ads, and you have to tell me if they're real or fake. Okay. All right. So we'll do that. And then also... uh, Did you record some fake ads for this commercial, for this show? Yes. The ones that sound like me doing a bad (laughs) Australian accent are probably fake. Okay. Unless it's for Quip. Which is a real advertiser on my other podcast. You know what? You did find a loophole. (laughs) I really did. Hey, mate. Are you brushing your teeth right? Oh, it's so Have bad. you even no, ever heard I, of no. a, an Australian speak? I haven't. No. I cannot. I can't. Some people can hear the sounds yeah. and then recreate them. Like, just so you know, that doesn't sound good to me either. I know it's terrible. I just don't know how to approach it. Most successful impressionists say that they they usually have a phrase that they can do that like gets oh, right. them into it. Yeah. I've often heard that from people who really know how to do like just incredibly uncanny impressions. My friend Mark used to tell me that if you can say "walk a closet," then you can ha- do a British accent. But well, I, I you cannot. I cannot. So. Uh, by the way, one last thing I will say about the ad council. We'll be checking in with you guys as always. Um, but that drop, that hilarious drop from the very beginning of the show was sent to us yeah by an astute listener who spotted it in the wild um so we'll get more into the the pee puddle (laughs) we'll get more into the pee puddle we'll dive into the pee puddle (laughs) in the ad council now who can't hear themselves (laughs) (laughs) all right let's check out some commercial in the news commercials in the news (laughs) 
Well, this is the uh, story that kind of came at me from all directions to the point that one of my um, IRL friends like messaged me about it on Instagram and said, are you going to be talking about this? Oh, really? Yeah. It kind of, in the, you know how I'm like also the crazy bird lady, like anytime mm-hmm. something happens bird related, like it, it shows up in my social media feed. Somebody like brings it to me like a, like a helpless baby bird that's fallen out of the nest. They bring me the story and ask what they should <laughs> uh-huh. do with it. Uh, well, it's sort of the same thing with like crazy commercials and commercial news. Um, Burger King for Mental Health Awareness Month uh, partnered with Mental Health America to release um, what they are calling feel meals or re- I'm sorry, real meals. It's confusing because there's a lot of like feel real meal. There's a lot of rhyming mm-hmm. in, in this uh, whole campaign. Um, but they created five different meals that are, I would say, loosely associated with or with. I would say they're associated with what could loosely be termed emotions. Let's put it that way. Okay. And it's sort of a rebuke to the McDonald's Happy Meal, like as if, you know, you're not always happy, but you can still eat a calorie bomb, I guess. Um, So they created a blue meal, like I'm blue, a Yas meal. As in, what? As in Yas Queen. Yas isn't an emotion, but okay. First of all, that should be a Dairy Queen thing. <laughs> well, they just say Yas. It's not Yas it's not Queen. Yas, it's not Yas King. Yas Dairy Queen. <laughs> oh my God. Are you for that's real That's a though? missed opportunity. That's one of their, that's one of their meals. They're, they're, this, is a feel, this is a real feel meal, and they're calling it Yas. Yas meal. Yeah. Three A's. You know that quiz where I'm going to present to you a commercial, and you have to decide if it's real or not? Right. Are you spoofing me? I know. Like, that's what so much of the news coverage is like. I some the one of the stories I read was like in a in news that's making me wonder when I fell down and hit my head. <laughs> but wait, wait, wait! I haven't okay, told you all the other you, meals. Sorry, I, I have. You go ahead. I'm sorry. So there's a blue meal. Okay. A, a yas, yas meal. A yas king. Okay. A pissed meal. A pissed. As in I'm pissed at you, not I pissed on you. Not in a puddle of urine. <laughs> at not on. But wait a second. <laughs> Crucial wait, difference. Wait, for real though, like what was that's so coarse. I can't believe this is real. I didn't even get to the most coarse one. There's a salty meal, which they mean it salty like snarky, but why do they call it snarky? Because it's already fast food. They're all salty meals. This is the I mean, I'm not I don't distrust you. This is the worst. Arguably idea. the best for last, which is the DGAF meal. Don't give a fuck meal. Which also, DGAF is not an emotion. Are they actually rolling these out in all of their Burger Kings? Or is this it one of those things where they're doing it? for one month. They're doing it in like St. Louis for one hour so they can release the press release and I get don't a know bunch of weird coverage. How our, I don't know how widespread it is. If you are having any sort of uh, real feel meal, uh, please get at us. We would love to know. And there's the same meal in each little box. It's like oh. they have a different color box, but it's just a Whopper and fries. Which I think, to me, that's the ultimate gut punch about this whole campaign is like, or this whole sort of stunt, whatever. Yeah. Is it is like, yeah, you you feel, you have all your different feelings, but the cure is the same. <laughs> I guess. What, uh, so The cure is 2,500 calories of garbage. So, I mean, the only thing that makes sense about this so far is that it's kind of like a, a, a parody of or a takedown of or a take on the happy meal. Right. No, because the, the campaign, and we'll play the ad here. We should get to that quickly because okay. so, it, it's quite um, expletive, I guess. Uh, that's not the right word. Explicative. Okay. Wrong word. Um, this, uh, so, hey, don't step on my... I'm the one who I doesn't know. know what words mean. So this is... It starts with... It's a bunch of different speakers, but they're all sort of um, continuing a spoken word poem 
that begins with a guy kind of looking depressed in a sort of rundown bedroom, sitting on his bed and, and speaking aloud. It says, hashtag feel your way. No one is happy all the time. Feel your way. Okay. And this isn't necessarily on the ad. I'm just saying this is how Burger King describes it on their YouTube uh, page. No one is happy all the time, and that's okay. That's why we created Real Meals in partnership with Mental Health America to encourage everyone to come in and hashtag feel your way. For the Oscars, they should have Real Meals, R-E-E-L. Yes, they should. Okay. let's. I have so many things I want to say, but let's just play this. Not everybody wakes up happy. Sometimes you feel sad, scared, crappy. All I ask is that you let me feel my way. Now there's a young girl, a teen, a high school girl, in her high school, and her locker's been defaced. My boss is such a freaking creep. I just told him to go f- himself. When I'm feeling little sappy, not all angry, just not happy. All I ask is that you let me feel my way. So we uh, kind of talked over it, but so there, you see this young girl, She's somebody's written skank on her locker and she's upset and she's talking about how she wants to leave the town. And then that angry woman in the workplace storming out and throwing papers all over. Now they're the ones who are actually singing. They're like lip syncing this song. Yeah, that you're It's hearing. almost become like a music video. I can't believe my student loan. I'm never moving out of my parents' home. Just got ghosted. Should've known. Pretty sure I'll end up alone. They say I'm too young to raise my baby girl. Take your opinions and suck it, world. Okay. Yeah. At the end, it says uh, no one's happy all the time, and that's okay. And then they go through all the different kind of meals you can and, get. With and the each boxes. little meal box has a sort of stylized emoji face on it, like a you know a smile, a frown, a whatever. We need to look up where you can get these because this just feels like the type of thing that's like invented so that they can release the commercial, they can release a, a press release about the partnership. But like this, just I don't know how I feel about 2019 right now. Yeah, well, this has been divisive. Uh, most of the the uh, coverage that I read was pretty down on it, but I think mm-hmm. that's a reflection of the kind of media that I read. You know, it's yeah, like right. I read I read Vox and I read Jezebel and and Eater. Uh, all were all were like, this is really cynical. They're using depression as a marketing yeah. tool, um, and. Uh, this is from Vox, uh, and it, the, the Vox was really critical of like Ad Week and the Today Show and some other sort of like more mainstream media, uh, just kind of uncritically going like, "Oh, this is a nice partnership to solve mental health." Uh-huh. This is from Vox. The Today Show refers to Burger King's unhappy meals as quote a new line of meal boxes that honor the full range of human emotions. 
Huh. This box again. It should go without saying that a line of meal boxes does not honor the full range of human emotions <laughs> and instead flattens the full range of human emotions into a handful of options, including don't give a fuck and yas, which are not emotions. They are most certainly not emotions. So uh, that is that's the take that I have, although uh, I wanted to uh, I wanted to credit the ad council. I said this came at me in, from all directions. Oh, yeah. Um, DDH on, on the ad council posted it on our Facebook group. Um, and kind of posted the Eater article, which was pretty cynical about it. Mm-hmm. But listener Jesse disagreed. Uh, Jesse writes, Eater is off base. Burger King is making this push during May, Mental Health Awareness Month, uh, pointing out that the spectrum of emotions runs far past merely happy. So it is marketing meals that reflect the broad range of emotional states. The idea is that no one is happy all the time and that's okay not to be happy. The underlying thesis is a good one and it may serve to reduce the stigma of mental illness and depression. I appreciate that perspective mm-hmm. and I think that that is i agree with that i agree with that idea that mental health and mental illness should not be stigmatized Mm -hmm. and that we should um certainly not expect people to always be happy i do not think that's being accomplished here Mm -hmm. in any meaningful way i gotta be honest and uh, just the the fact that one of them is the yas box is not that just does not seem to really be Destigmatizing mental illness, or in any way bringing a it better just understanding to trivialize to it. it to just me, seems like so salty. Weird. And don't give any, a fuck. And I know this. I mean, there's just so many things wrong with this. Like, I understand they have a product to sell too, but I feel like when people are really depressed, like sometimes it says like the 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 five things you'll see these things go around Reddit or whatever or, or Instagram, and it'll say you know if you're feeling depressed, just try these things Take before a walk. you do anything stupid. Take a walk, take a shower, yeah. get out of bed, eat a healthy meal. The fact that not one of these offers a salad or you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're more healthy options or something like that is just like so tone deaf. I totally agree. I mean, I think there is a huge correlation between um, like eating eating junk food and um, depression. Mm-hmm. I follow uh, some groups on Reddit where people really deal with um, some of the things they're struggling with, including uh, weight loss and there's all and it's just a, it's it's a health it's a great community and mm-hmm. it's people like bucking each other up and listening to each other's stories but the way people describe like the shame eating that they do and how it makes them feel afterwards and how it sends them into a spiral yeah. like that's all i could think about when i was watching like watching that ad and i will note to burger king's shame there is like they there's not a what you don't see any fast food in that whole commercial so yeah. like what what does that tell you about how like how admirable their intentions really are you know like they're trying to sell you a, a whopper but they can't even show it in the commercial because it would be so incongruous or somebody just like crying and eating a hamburger yeah or just I just, looking really dejected yeah they actually show somebody eating ice cream in it which is not one of the things that they sell in the field meals <laughs> right yeah by the way they are according to cnn business uh they're available in limited edition in austin Seattle, all right. Miami, L.A., and New York City. So not not Nowheresville. Not Nowheresville. I wonder when they'll be available, though. Maybe we should try to get one. Um, I just want to read this one. This one yeah. quote from Jezebel: "The idea that a plastic wrapped hamburger in any meaningfully it, in any way meaningfully addresses mental health beggars belief. Yet it is the logical conclusion of our current social media marketing equation, in which brands are constantly attempting to top one another with a greater and more empathetic understanding of their deeply bummed out followers." Um, and I think that's the thing that people have really been uh, sort of glomming on to as, as in terms of what this means 
for the industry or for marketing generally is that millennials are seen as like a mopey group, I guess, or the millennials and younger are mopey. Mm-hmm. And so we have to like the 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 way the way forward is to commodify that, mm-hmm. which is disturbing. Wow, that is that is bizarre. Like that that I didn't realize how well your segment fit in with mine today because my whole thing is I couldn't believe my ad <laughs> campaign from the eighties so was a, real. So this thing hadn't made its way onto your radar. No, I'm sort of, sort of surprised it was really circulating last week. I don't like to read the news. <laughs> I actually don't spend that much time on Twitter anymore. Yeah, and not out of. Uh, not you know i've talked about this a million times in a million different places i've kind of curated my twitter so that it's often not a lot of the same stuff i just got sick of all just i was following just tons of different people from different fields all commenting on the same stories over and over and it just got exhausting because most of the stories weren't great so now twitter is mostly like sports stuff for me but also for whatever reason i don't know what it is i just haven't been in the habit of open i've been a lot more instagramming lately this is not related to anything we need to talk about on the show. Yeah. But for whatever reason, I haven't been on Twitter as much. And I think that I've been missing some big things. Like all of this stuff going on on Jeopardy. You and I were talking earlier about the um, uh, the, the the champion who's now like the current champion who's maybe going to break some records. Most of that was lost to me, too, until oh, like really? you and Luke started telling me about it. Well, know? they covered it on NPR. So that's how I heard about NPR, it. NPR? Nancy Pelosi Radio? <laughs> all right. Let's get into my thing. You don't have to cover up your screen quite yet, Genevieve, because I want to actually have you watch these commercials with me, and then I'm going to quiz you, and then we'll ask you to turn off your screen. But in the meantime, take this journey with me. Actually, before you take a journey with me, let me find out if you even can, because maybe you've already taken this journey. Maybe you took this journey in 1986 with the rest of America. If I said to you, Jordash Basics campaign, does that ring any bells to you at all? Um, no, not really. If I said Brat Pack inspired, does that ring any bells to you at all? No, I don't think so. If I said Jordash Basics, I hate my mother, does this ring any bells to you at all? Yes. Yeah? I do. That does ring a bell. There is a series of commercials that came out. They started in 1986 after The Breakfast Club and clearly inspired by The Breakfast Club or drafting off The Breakfast Club, including one of the main actresses in this looks a lot like uh, Molly Ringwald. As, and by the way, I can't wait to share some of this stuff with you. I was so obsessed with this. I went back and started reading actual L.A. Times and New York Times articles about this from the time, 1986. But let me just start by playing this one for you. It's four of these high school age students hanging out in like a stairwell somewhere, um, you know, at school, after school, something like that. And it starts off with the Molly Ringwald-esque character saying she hates her mom. I hate my mother. She's so much prettier than me. Jordash Basics. Your mother? Have you ever seen her mother? I have. I'm hoping she'll be divorced before I'm out of school. I found an old picture of her from when she was my age. Was she hot? No. (laughs) 
She was kind of short with freckles and a little bit overweight. Kind of like you. Exactly like me. And that's it. At the end, she says, exactly like me. And then she kind of breaks into this sort of sly smile. Kind of the point is, oh, she's going to grow up to be hot like her mom. Also, although this, she's not overweight at all. This woman is extremely beautiful. Yeah. She looks like young Molly Ringwald, yes. who also was extremely beautiful. And young at the time. Yeah. I mean, she looks like Molly Ringwald. She looks this like Molly Ringwald. This was 1986. I mean, the styling, even the, her voice. I mean, she's doing an impression of Molly Ringwald. Yes. And by from the, the Breakfast Club. By the way, that actress's name is Cheryl Pollock. She went in. Uh, she went on to have a role on The Heights. Hull High. I actually listened to like, there's some podcast called the TV Guidance Counselor. The podcast. Heights was like it was like 90210, but with like a sort of a rock and roll yeah. valence. Yeah, right? so it reminded me kind of of the Archies. You had yeah. Archie comic books, but then you had the Archies comic books where they were in a band called mm-hmm. the Archies. Um, I like to keep all of my references pretty current. Um, Hull High, which was another musical high school drama that came out kind of around the time of. Um, Cop Rock. She also had a small part. Around the time of Cop Rock. Is that it? Cop Rock? The I mean, Stephen Bochco one where yeah. everybody was singing and dancing? Yeah. The, it's just that Cop Rock is like a weird re- cultural reference point. People our age remember because it was so bananas, but I mean, it, it kind of sank beneath the waves. I don't know that it like imprinted itself as like a marker in American history. Well, the reason I say that is because I was listening to her interview on the podcast that just came out like last year on this TV guidance counselor podcast. And she was kind of talking about how like Hall High came out around that time because people were experimenting with musicals then. And the host of the show is kind of saying in a certain way, like Hall High was not a success, but it was a kind of a precursor to Glee and other mu- musicals that would come around 20 years later yeah. and, and catch the imagination. Uh, she also had a small part in Pump Up the Volume, um, uh, a character oh. that I don't remember that well, a, a character named Paige, who I believe was, I can't remember. I saw little clips of it today, but I couldn't quite put it in context. I was very into Pump Up the Volume. Oh, me too. Uh, and so I'm surprised that I can't. Uh, place that yeah me too I saw little clips and I, I just there were so many ways to go down this rabbit hole this was a this wasn't a <laughs> rabbit hole this was a rabbit warren and I just it was like a yeah. choose your own adventure about which little threads to pull right if I can mix my metaphors so anyway this was an entire series of campaigns now that I've played that for you do you remember it do you have a stronger feeling about it yeah I, I have, it does ring a vague bell the, the quote I hate my mother uh-huh. brought it back and now that I've seen it um it, not only do I remember it, but I remember SNL doing a version of those Jordash basics basic ads. Is that why it? You see, I wonder if I did see the SNL one because I remember um, Bad Idea Jeans from SNL. I remember Mom Jeans from SNL years later. Yeah, and I I wonder if I did. I feel like they this. did something that was, if not a direct parody of that, was like kind of riffing on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was. Can't a you whole see s- David Spade in a parody of yes, that? Yes, I can. Well, he was in the Bad Ideas skit i think too yeah i'm not i don't remember but anyway it's that's a wild ad it is wild and it's just one in a whole campaign here um here's another one same group of kids i think they swap some of these characters in and out as the campaign goes on but you'll see some recognizable faces in this one this one uh hits on a even more intimate topic did you ever see your parents naked Jordash basics. <laughs> I did, but it wasn't all that bad. Can't even think about mine. It's like they hit a certain age and bam, their skin doesn't fit anymore. My parents have never been really nude. 
Well, how do you think you got here? I don't know. I always thought I just hatched. <laughs> Tell me you just didn't say that. In this one, and again, they don't ever talk about jeans. They don't even really focus on jeans. It just says they are Jordan wrapped Jordash, in denim. Yes, and it says Jordash Basics. Once at the beginning, when that guitar kicks in, and then at the end, um, and in this one, it's like so cliche. Like it looks like they're sitting on the hood of a car or something like that. There's a graffiti and a oh chain yeah link fence the behind them. The fakeness of this feel is just excruciating. It's pretty cringy. And you have all the the kind of arc. Archetypes, archetypes, archetypes. In this, you have like the Molly Ringwald character. You have the the real goony one who just thinks he was hatched. I got the he's, Anthony Michael Hall, and he's always kind of move. He's like kind of a charming nerd, kind of freaky guy, and he's always moving in these things. Sort yeah. of. Uh, you have like the hot guy, the kind of um, I don't know. I guess the Dylan. Yeah, exactly. I was trying to think of Perry's first name, um, Luke Perry, or Luke Perry. Um, yeah, so anyway, that one, by the way, ended up being pulled. This is, this is, you know, it's interesting, like, this sort of splits the difference between what came before it, which was obviously The Breakfast Club, and what is just about to hit or is hitting is right now, that which, which is 90210. Yes, you're right. It fits in there perfectly. Now, this is 86, so I don't know when 90210 comes out, like 89, maybe? 90? Yeah, I mean, I associate it so heavily with the 90s, but I don't know what the exact years are. Um, by the way, that one we just played ended up being pulled off of the networks. It was a little bit too uh, too fresh for them, and that is because of the naked because of naked talk. Yeah, that was according to uh, Jerry Taylor, uh, who was the um, company's ad executive at the time. He came up in several things. I. I I found his obituary. He just died last year. Rip and uh, rip. Rest in peace, uh, Jerry Taylor. Um, let's see here. When this was written, this is from the L.A. Times. The headline is Molly Ringer. <laughs> uh, um, uh, written August thirty first, nineteen eighty six. The idea behind that new Jordash TV campaign says company ad exec Jerry Taylor in NYC is to quote isolate the true emotions of the teenager. And what better way to do that? Uh, then get a Molly Ringwald lookalike. And it turns out that this is the first role for young Cheryl Pollock. She's the one who says, I hate my mother. And she's the one who also says inexplicably, I saw my parents naked and it wasn't that bad, which is an interesting line. It's a weird take. But the thing is, so uh, back when this was released, six commercials are completed, four have aired, two are on hold, um, and two more spots are planning on being filmed at this point. The spot in which a boy asks, "Have your parents ever seen? Uh, have you ever seen your parents naked?" was pulled by the networks. According to Taylor, it was considered a little over the line. Um, I, I mean, I have a whole bunch of these that I could play. Let's for play you. one more. Okay, uh, this one. Oh my God. Well, here I I got I'm gonna play more than one because I I need to end on the most bizarre of them. This one is now that you're kind of in the rhythm of these things. This one isn't really bizarre, uh, but in this one, one of the girls is walking down the street carrying two suitcases uh, angrily. Uh, she's getting ready to run away while her two friends are trying to convince her not to. I'm out of here. I am not going back. Jordash basics. You know where you're going. Does it really matter? Well, it matters to us. What about your cute little brother? I mean, aren't you going to miss him? I bet she'll miss her gorgeous math teacher. I don't care. Lisa, are you sure about this? She stops, turns around. No. Jordash Basics. 
That gave me a real uh, Adventures in Babysitting vibe. I haven't seen it, but that doesn't it's surprise basically me. The, the uh, impetus for the plot is like her friend runs away. And then she talks her out of it. There's one about, uh, the, it's like the nerdy kid is in the back seat, the hot guy's in the front seat of a car. They're just talking about how the hot guy's parents are getting divorced. Um, uh, there's one, this is this one must have come much later. I can't tell if this is the first introduction of a person of color in these or not, but the guy who's angry in this one, they're hanging out in a diner. The one who's angry in this one, I, I don't I don't know. He might be black. He might be Latino. Man, there's people starving on this planet, and you're pigging out. Jordash Basics. You sound like my mother. There are people starving in Africa. I remember this one. Hey, look, it's not just Africa. It's your shake and two chocolate pies. This, excuse me, there's people starving right here. Here? Yeah. Give me a break. Hey, look, the problem is there's too many people and not enough food. All right, how can you do anything about it? How can you not? Jordash Basics because life is not that feels like a second or third generation of that campaign to me yeah they're getting they're developing a social conscience exactly okay they're so bad they're really I, they're bad but I, I I don't know I'm getting like Stockholm Syndrome with these like, <laughs> honestly I've spent so much time with them I've taken such a journey with them over the past couple of days it's really hard for me to say how I feel about them I think in a way they are Brilliant. I, I think that for the time, I think these were a precursor for commercials that don't focus on the product that much, that don't pitch a product that much, that are just kind of like trying to show people Life their in L that product. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I actually think, you know, you know me, I'm a huge uh, Levi's apologist, but I actually think Levi's does a really good job with that. I wanted to return to the thing I said about SNL. SNL mm. did do an, a parody of Jordache jeans before this campaign mm. came out with Gilda Radner called Jewess Jeans. Oh, I think I remember which that. Which yeah. was pretty funny and broke a lot of tab, you know, sort of was like uh, violated a lot of taboos. I do think that Bad Idea Jeans mm -hmm. was kind of making fun of this style of like sort of vin little mm -hmm. vignettes of just people standing around in denim talking about their lives and that whether they were directly parodying Jordache Basics that that was part of the the universe of ads that Bad Idea Jeans was making fun of. I think I could be wrong, but I think the Bad Idea Jeans was like a, a similar ads that came out in the '90s. I think for Levi's or maybe Lee's, and I think they involved Buttonfly. I, or I have a vague memory of that all well, being around the same time. Yeah, and I, I don't think they're mutually exclusive. I mean, I uh -huh. think a lot of denim ads took took on the same what you're talking about, like people just living in the products, living their cool lives, whatever mm -hmm. cool meant in that moment. And I think that's why Bad Idea Jeans is so funny because they're people caught in the middle of a conversation about some cool thing they're doing, like going to Haiti to have unprotected sex. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know, and I want to play that commercial for you so bad, but I cannot find it anywhere online. Yeah, I'm wondering if maybe the Haiti re joke that I referenced just now uh, is actually kind of racist, and maybe that's why they took it down. Because I've been there's all kinds of references to it online. I found one person who linked to the video on uh, YouTube, and it says this is not available in your and, and something has scrubbed it. Those SNL archives are all over the place. Yeah. So I wonder if they did feel like it was. Um, not appropriate for the current, I don't know, climate. But, um, okay, I'm going to play one more of these for you. Right. So we're used to them now. We understand that they're kind of a precursor for this kind of like people sitting around living their lives and we're thinking about genes kind of thing. This next one from, I believe, the original campaign, 
I cannot figure out where it fits in. And this is, again, where I feel like I'm still getting punked, even though (laughs) I keep seeing this all over the place. The best way I can describe it is, it has nothing to do with motorcycles or hippies, but it, it gives me the same feeling that the psychedelic, hallucinogenic, acid trip scene uh, in Easy Rider gave me. Okay. It's just like sound is kind of coming in and out. You're seeing these weird flashes of images. You don't know exactly what it is. And they're all the kids are talking about some old man who's clearly having some sort of an attack. And then we see little images of these kids interacting with this old man. I don't know if this has been like a, if these are flashbacks to their experience with him, like playing chess with him in the park, trying to get him to ride some sort of a carnival ride. But in all of them, he's kind of drooping and looking like, oh. Is this a Weekend at Bernie's scenario? It almost feels like a Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> I, I watched this a couple of times today. I'm How trying has to somebody not from- used that as a parody for an ad? Can I ask you something before you play yeah. this? You're so blown away by these ads. And I agree, like, they have a they have a feel, especially back in the 80s, they would have felt innovative in the way that they don't make, like, a simple, straightforward pitch. Mm-hmm. But given all the kinds of commercials we've seen, the bad acting notwithstanding what's so mind-blowing about these like they're people wearing denim they're good-looking young people wearing denim well i'll let you answer your own question after you watch this commercial and we'll see how well i how well i describe it no jordash basics what happened to him he's been sorry no, we have to get help i don't think we should move him leave him down we just saw him quick give me your jacket Hurry, hurry! Mike, wake up! Wake it up! Do something. What do? He's an old man. Are we too late? Is he gonna be all right? Now that one uh, is—I seriously would have questioned whether that was a real ad. I, I, Andrew, your your description. Was good, but I don't know if it could fully capture I don't the think weirdness. I don't think I did a good job. You, what we're seeing is scenes of them like they're talking with him on a park bench while he's reading a book. They're escaping a, a rainstorm with him and, and getting cover, but it's intercut with close-ups of his face with his eyes closed, nodding like he's falling asleep or overdosing or dying or yeah. dead. They seem to be having this conversation with him while he's passing out or dying. But we're flashing back to all these crazy adventures they had with this old man, including one of which is he's on roller skates and he, these children. A skateboard. It's a skateboard. He's on a skateboard. He's on a skateboard. And they have him like propped up on their arms on either side and they're rolling him down a park path. And in that one, he is conscious, but it looks very weekend. Yes, Bernie's. that one is super strange. I get why that one feels like. How could that possibly have been a real ad? And I, I don't know that first one I saw about. You know, my mom's so beautiful. And then they're talking about how hot her mom is. And then at the end, the weird twist. That was the first one I saw of this. And I just found it to be really, really bizarre. It just seemed it seemed otherworldly to me in, in a weird way. I think if you had a little bit more naturalistic acting uh, in a modern version of that commercial... It wouldn't strike you as that bizarre. Maybe. Anyway, those, I, I especially that last one, majorly effed up. Uh, by the way, in all of the articles I could find about the time, really focused on Cheryl Pollock, mm-hmm. the, the Molly Ringwald-esque character in these. Molly Ringerwald? Yes. Uh, and I want to read to you, if you'll indulge me, this. You can go ahead and cover your screen now. But um, I want to read you this entire short article from People Magazine, October 6th. 
1986. Uh, she's clearly like the breakout in this, even though she didn't doesn't go on to do anything really huge later. Although she was really charming in this uh, podcast. She talked to this guy for like 90 minutes. I scanned through it today. Uh, okay, this article, People Magazine. Not sure how old you are? Here's a simple test. Turn on your TV. Wait until a Jordash jeans commercial comes on. In one, a cute redhead and high school hunk stare blankly into space. I don't understand, he says. I thought you didn't want to be my friend anymore. I don't, she says. And then she kisses him. They sigh. Fade out. I watched that one, too. There's another one later that I think I do remember where they break up. She comes up to him at the locker and and says, how dare you do that with somebody else or something? And then at the very end, he like kind of flirts with another girl. Back to people. If your immediate reaction to that is someone should slap these two vacuous twits with a large wet fish, you're over 20. If, however, you find their adolescent angst a potent commentary on the state of personal relationships and the tragic barriers to world peace, then you're probably still in high school and a target for Jordash's idiosyncratic and very successful campaign. I think this writer should have had someone under 20 re- uh, read his article. I love this. It feels so 80s to me. This was written by somebody uh, who goes by the byline people staff did dave barry write this article because that's who it sounds like (laughs) so far the series of ads including one in which the redhead whines i hate my mother she's so beautiful has helped double the company's sales damn indeed they've also made a vest pocket celebrity of i don't know what vest pockets i guess a, a small celebrity of model cheryl pollock 18 jordash's insecure every girl quote I'm sure a 40-year-old would go, oh, God, says Pollock, but the commercials capture teenagers' frustrations and heartaches. Teenagers don't sit around and talk about Gaddafi. I just love the 80s-ness of this so much. That's awesome. So that's her quote. Pollock, whose father manages a miniature golf course in Escondido, California, is tickled by the attention. Quote, I'm dumbstruck, she says. My brothers don't treat me like a bratty kid anymore. I've moved up in the world. Quick aside. Her brothers, her relationship with her brothers is very fascinating. In this podcast, I happen to land on a part where she's talking about how her brothers are a lot older than her. And so she always kind of felt like an only child. And then this this commercial sort of changed the dynamic in the family a little bit. Yeah. Um, Going back to the article, the more practical rewards have included more print work, a role in a syndicated TV pilot, California Girls, and not to be dismissed, a ride in a limo. Quote, (laughs) I went up to San Francisco for a talk show and was picked up at the airport by a limousine, says Pollock. Wow. It had a bar, telephone, TV and stereo. I hopped in the back, opened a Coca-Cola and popped in a tape. I was wearing my sunglasses. I felt cool. Oh, that's adorable. It is adorable. And I I think, though, a couple of things about this. There's a bunch of people in these ads, but all of the ads focus on her, which, I mean, I think makes sense. Um, She's the most striking. She's the most striking and kind of the star of that first one. But I also think that, like, this reads to me as somebody who has good people around her. Her. Like, getting her to be the star of this commercial. And, like, this, this quote and everything just sort of seems like she's playing this part really well. And again, she seems like a very charming woman. Again, she's like 52 now, if I'm yeah, doing my math right. she was right. the J-Law of her day. Yeah, and no, she could have broken, she could have broken huge. Yeah. And she, she didn't. Um, but, you know, she got some work. Uh, I find it charming. Again, I just went on so many different little tangents on this. But uh, in all of her bio stuff, she mentions uh, the actor that she's married to, who also seems to have 
I don't know, a similar career or even a lesser known career. So when she's playing this high school aged girl, she's a married adult. Uh, when she's playing the high school age girl, she's 18, according oh. to this article. Just in, in like on her IMDb page and other things, it just sort of seems like she's very proud that she's been in kind of a loving relationship for a long time. I can't explain it. It's not overdone. It's just kind of a small detail that seems to be in a lot of these things. Also, unrelated to these, but in my research, I learned a dazzling detail about jeans. Oh, yeah? Yes, because uh, this was also written up in the New York Times fashion pages in 1986, and I think it was there that I, it read, the jeans were invented by Levi Strauss in, like, the 1800s. Do you know what the um, defining characteristic of jeans are slash were? Let me see if I can guess. Um, I think most people would assume, oh, they're denim. That's not it. Made of canvas? Jeans can be made of any material. It's not about being denim. Um, is it about the stitching? Close. Pockets? I don't know. Less close. The little rivets. The oh, metal the rivets. rivets because they were introduced as work pants. And it wasn't about them being denim. It was about the rivets that keep work pants secure in places where they might split. Oh, interesting. I read somewhere, I don't know if I read this, I some I gleaned somewhere, and I don't know if it's true, that uh, Levi Strauss uh, had like a bunch of like canvas left over from something that it was like, it was going to go to waste because he couldn't use it for what it was originally intended for, and that's how the first hmm. jeans were constructed. I think I maybe remember you saying something I'm about sure that. I've said I've probably repeated that to you, but I I'm probably the only source on that. <laughs> um somebody is, we're talking about a Game of Thrones thing today, me and a friend and he texted me something and it was something regarding a theory that I had said before and I think I'm wrong about but he now believes that he has heard it elsewhere. And I think he only heard it from me, and I don't know how to tell yeah. him that. You and I have put a lot of bad information out <laughs> into know. the world, and not just on this show. It's a good thing I don't have, like, a platform. <laughs> All right, so I just have a few of these. I don't want to belabor this, but this is a little quiz I put together. Um, I don't know what I got, like, six commercials here. You got to tell me if they're real or if they're fake. This first one is for a little personal massager that you wear on the tip of your finger. Has back pain got you bent over? Do painful headaches drive you crazy? Does traveling have you twisted in knots? Then you need Fuzuoku 9000, the pocket-sized personal massager. Fuzuoku 9000 is smaller than a business card, yet powerful enough to send 9,000 penetrating waves per minute. 9,000 waves of vibration per minute? You gotta be kidding me. Look, a massage feels good. Now add Fuzuoku and it's 9,000 times better. I don't know how to describe this to you other than to say it's exactly what you're picturing, right? Okay. It's like people like black and white footage of somebody like carrying yeah. a box out of a car. Oh, a red of, it's, pain. It's a mini infomercial. Right. And the and this device So are you is, telling me that there are some of these that you're going to play for me that are somehow fake? That's, that's just like made as a joke? Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah, are you actually earnestly asking me that? Yes. Yeah. Some of these ads are completely fake and some are okay. real. Okay, and they're just made by people who like to do fake commercials. Yeah, because I was thinking about it because when I saw that first uh, Jordash one, I thought it was fake. And there, there are times on this show where we've almost played or even in the early days have played commercials where 
during the show, I'm like, this can't be real. Yeah, and it turns not. out we've been punked. One was the um, the Beans commercial. Remember the oh, Beans yes. commercial? Two astronauts in space. And then there's like a, a space monster, I think. And yeah. one of them survives by hiding behind a rock. But then he farts. Mm-hmm. And then he dies. It was done as like a sort of a... God, we did the background on that. That wasn't yeah, that long ago. I think, yeah, we did. We, we talked about it a couple times. I think it was done as like sort of a, not a proof of concept, but like a, a little like... Uh, I think it was an art project by a student, right? Oh, was it a student? I thought it was an ad company that was like sort of showing what the kind of thing that Maybe they can right. make, but yeah. as a, doing it in a jokey way. That's what it was. You're right. It, it, it was posted on like a, a production houses and yeah. creative firms. It was uh, sort of like a little brag. So anyway, let's just go back to this. But again, I think you kind of get the the point of this. You see somebody massaging somebody's back. With I'll just say like, that this seems like a perfectly reasonable product. I say it's real. Okay. I, let's just listen to the whole thing just in case there are other clues. At Buzuoko, and it's 9,000 times better. With Buzuoko, I just touch where the pain is. My head, my neck, my back, and the pain is gone. I just love it. Fuzuoku is ready anywhere, anytime you are. I come home and I'm like, oh my God, where's my Fuzuoku? And with this easy step-by-step <laughs> massage guide, you'll experience the utmost pleasure from your Fuzuoku. Hey, don't spend over $200 on an expensive, clumsy massager. Order the Fuzuoku. You perfect uh, woman holding a giant massager that has like two. She's like, it's black, it cuts to black and white when you see the other things. And then a big red sure. X. Like, don't do that. 9000 right now for only nineteen ninety-five. You can use it on your temple, your neck, even your anus. We guarantee all you'll right. feel good all over or your you money back. You got me. You get it all for only nineteen ninety five. Order now. But I don't really get uh... the... Other than the anus joke, and maybe if I were watching this, it would be funnier, but it's like, it's a handheld massager. What's the joke? The joke is, it was in Hamlet 2. It's Steve Coogan who is playing <laughs> that guy. And I don't know if this was a... Pro- I just watched that movie. I've seen the one where he does hemorrhoids. This one might have been... And I think there's a herp one, too. A herpes a one. herpes one. This yeah. might not have Maybe actually been in of. the movie. This might have been... Because this was released before the movie as like a promotional thing. And so I don't know how much of this, if any, actually made it into the movie. I don't think this one did. I do not recognize it. And I've seen that movie a number of times. That's why... This is the one commercial that I really didn't want you to see because you would recognize Steve Coogan right away. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, unfortunately you did not get that one right. <laughs> the Fuzuoku personal massager. Uh, okay, here is one. Um, let me play this for you. Sometimes life can be a little overwhelming. We see like a um, let's say a woman in her 30s or early 40s and uh, she's like at soccer practice or something with her kid and that's why she screams, come on! She's yelling on the sidelines. Sometimes the weight of the world can be too much to bear. Sometimes you need to stop worrying and take a deep breath. Sometimes you need cannabis. Introducing Brightside, high-quality cannabis delivered right to your door. Brightside offers an extensive menu of strains and products to meet your needs. Choose the experience you want, and we'll send you the dankest herb, the real sticky icky, some top-shelf marijuana. If you like what we send you, keep the whole jar. We'll even include some nugs for you to blaze. As part of Discovery, you'll get to try new strains and products. 
Side effects may include euphoria, increased appetite, uncontrollable giggles, elevated sensitivity to musical dopeness, and reduced anxiety. Tetrahydrocannabinol may also induce feelings of existential well-being and relentless optimism. With a Brightside subscription, you can get it once a month, once a week, or whenever you want. Now, I'd like to point out that uh, this ad, as you were probably picking up on, is produced exactly like any kind of a medication ad. It's a lot of kind of slow motion stuff, very kind of gauzy kind of shots with sunlight. Um, and I'm saying that now because we're we're now seeing, like, I, I guess her husband walking into the room who seems significantly older than her. And she's got an acoustic guitar and she's kind of playing it. And he's kind of like dancing around like kind of a hippie, kind of like looking at his hands. But then the music's going to go away and we're going to get a sense of reality. All at a price you'll like. And yes, this is a real company. It's just her and her husband acting super dumb and stoned (laughs) when the music goes away. Uh, Real or fake? Fake. That is a real ad. Is it a real ad? I I highly doubt it ever aired on television. Is it for a real company? But I went to Brightside Cannabis's website. Okay. And I don't know if their claim about like send, you know, try it and send it back could possibly be true, but uh, unless this ent- wait a second, unless this entire um Uh-oh, have you been website, double punked? I don't think so because when we were in California this weekend, we were seeing a lot of um uh billboards for cannabis delivery services and i and when you go to this website it seems very real uh i could be wrong you double check me here um but it's a lot of the kind of stuff that we see here in the legal pot shops here in they do uh, offer a delivery service they deliver uh, and like the website seems real and i think they're just smart to it's like one of these ads that you put out there We've talked about similar ones that are only living on people's websites, right? Where it's kind of like, wasn't there an ED one? Yeah, that was like, that that was was just like very uh, sort of blunt and... like his football was deflating. Yeah, and like with, all these things. there was no euphemisms or, or it made fun of the euphemisms. Exactly. So that one is actually real. Oh, we're really in a brave new world here. We really are. Now, again, I don't know. I was going to tell you ahead of time that some of these might not have actually aired on television. But well, I'm just I think this is the real. one if I am looking at Brightside's uh, delivery website and it, there's a video. Is this the same commercial that we were just listening yes, to? Yes, yes, that's yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, they, clearly it's a promotional video if it's not an actual ad. Yeah. We're going to start seeing ads on, I mean, so many states are, are starting to legalize. It's happening everywhere. Like, it's going to be like beer before another decade has passed. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, we still have, uh, obviously we have hard liquor commercials, although I didn't realize this until the rules loosened recently that there were specific rules about advertising hard liquor during football games. Yeah, they changed. Uh, we talked about it on the yeah, show. Yeah, we did. Um, but the, during my lifetime, you weren't allowed to advertise cigarettes, though. They there changed still, the rule. Yeah, I mean, when yeah. I think during our lifetime, you could. Oh, and maybe early. They changed the rule, so you can't. It is hard to imagine a network airing a commercial showing somebody smoking a joint mm-hmm. or like lighting a bowl that's one interesting thing about this you never see her consuming it that's the thing it's going to be a long time maybe that'll be the the final uh, frontier is showing somebody actually like blazing up on a commercial because i think that's that might be a bridge too far for middle america yeah but i, I could actually see a less goofy ver like until they get to the really funny part of this like having commercials that are kind of like this yeah um 
Anyway, okay, so here's another one. All right, this so so is, far uh, I'm really just not nailing this. America is about freedom. I'm Adam Raposa. And every time I look and I see somebody trying to stop Americans from enjoying their freedom, this is my truck. All I can think is, I'm a lawyer. Why don't are you get in my, in my way? I'm a lawyer. I'm a lawyer. Don't get in my way. And if you're prosecuting my client, you are. I am a lawyer. In my way. In that one, the lawyer. I can tell you on behalf of the listener who is also not watching this mm-hmm. that that is a very bad audio experience. Uh, he is driving a giant white truck. He is smashing into somebody else's car. At the end, he's just smashing the car up with Was his Was it supposed to be heel. all cut up like that? It, it will, I, I assume. <laughs> that wasn't just like some audio thing mm-hmm. that was happening on our end. Yes. Um, he's a lawyer? He's a lawyer. And it, He's a lawyer. He's a patriot. He's a champion. Okay. I'm going to say fake. I'm going to have to say that you're wrong about this one. Good Lord. This is something that, this is old. This was, went pretty viral back in 2012. We used to talk about it on TBTL all the time. Uh, he's a lawyer in Texas, and he's not the only one. There's a few Texas lawyers who do just over-the-top, crazy, yeah, and I've like, seen some of them. a patriot Yeah, kind of thing. I've seen yeah. some of those. But that was just so incomprehensible that I I could not tell what he was even saying. Yeah, uh, it, it was. it's weird, and I've listened to this thing hundreds of times in, in my life. But Adam Raposa is a uh, real real lawyer he passed I'm, the bar in texas everyone i'm looking at uh, i'm on uh, state uh, i'm on texasbar.com right now looking at his uh, mr adam thomas coach king blackwell raposa i don't want him representing me no um, okay this is for um a migraine relief medicine that you apply topically Okay. Head on. Apply directly to the forehead. Head on. Apply directly to the forehead. Head on. Apply directly to the forehead. Head on is available without a prescription at retailers nationwide. What we see uh, during that audio is a woman rubbing a stick, like a glue stick looking thing all over her forehead. I'm going to say that's real. That one, my friend, is real. Do you remember it? I, I remember. see that on TV. We've talked about it. I remembered it. Did we talk about it on the show? Yes. And I've purchased it. You have. I did. I woke up one time. We were here in Seattle, actually. We were living in L.A., but we were here um, for a visit or something. And I just really painted the town red one night. Uh, You weren't with me. You had some TBTL thing to do. I woke up the next morning, and I was just, like, in rough shape. And I went to the CVS to, like, rehydrate and get some ibuprofen. Mm -hmm. And head-on was, like, at the counter, you know? And I was so desperate. I was just like, fine, I'll try anything. So it's not just for migraines. I mean, it was some, like, it was, like, for headaches. Mm. But it was, like, a a deodorant stick, like a glue Mm -hmm. stick that you, you know, on your head. I didn't. Do you think it worked? Well, I mean, I went for a long walk and rehydrated and... And stuff, and eventually my headache went away. It's hard to say what the magic combination was. I have one more here for you. Finally, it, got one right. Um, this one stars two men, uh, kind of a spokesman in a suit. This is one of those very, very low budget ones, and a guy dressed up in kind of a crappy lobster costume. Take a listen to this. I smell something fishy at the discount seafood warehouse in Boston proper. proper. If our fish wasn't fresh, would I do this? 
He then kisses a fish. Experience the variety that your whole family has been begging you for. Here at the Discount Seafood Warehouse. You're seeing a lot of shots inside the uh, discount warehouse. You're seeing a lot of buckets of fish. Uh-huh. Uh, the guy who's really sounds like, like kind of dejected, he's the one who's in the bad lobster costume, which I can't even imagine how that smelled after shooting this. Ugh. Did somebody say clam bake? Clam bake. Did somebody say lobster? Lobster. Did somebody say crab legs? Crabs. If you buy a lobster that's 12 or 13 pounds, you're eligible to get shot by us with the Alka-Seltzer cannon. Now the lobster is throwing Alka-Seltzer packets at one of the workers. It's the Discount Seafood Warehouse in Boston proper, Pier 168. You'll know you're there when you start smelling something fishy. I'm going to say fake because... I don't think those are real Boston accents. Um, you're right. That is fake. But there's more to it, my friend. It's not just a fake commercial. We've talked about these guys Oh, have before. we? What have they done? This is Rhett and Link. Are they the mover guys? The furniture guys. The the, the um, we can all get along whether we're black oh, or white. Oh yes. And this so here's the deal. But that was a real commercial, wasn't exactly. it? Exactly. So here's the deal. These guys were um, they were like a comedy duo, and they had access, as they put it, to a real fish warehouse. And the and I got all this from an interview they did with IFC. They actually had a short lived. Um, show on IFC. What they did was they were on some sort of promotional thing uh, for Alka-Seltzer, which is where you get that tie-in at the end. And they were just making goofy videos on this food-related Alka-Seltzer road trip they were doing, but still pretty low level at this time. And they had an idea of like, well, we have this setting. Let's make a fake uh, commercial. And they wanted to get Christopher Walken to come in and do a really bad Boston accent, but they couldn't get him clearly, so they did it themselves. And then that led them to a whole career. What happened was people loved this, and it led them to a whole career of actually creating funny, weird, low budget, low commercials. budget commercials That's great. Um, like this one, which we've talked about before for Red House Furniture. Can't we all just get along at the Red House Furniture? We, we can. can. At the Red House. Remember this? Oh, yes. Fondly. I'm Richard, a.k.a. Big Head. I work at the Red House. Oh, yeah, Big Head. At the Red House. I like pumping iron and pumping furniture into people's homes. I'm Johnny, a.k.a. T-Engage. I work at the Red House, and I'm white. I like deer hunting, bass fishing, and extending credit to all people. At the Red House. I'm black and I love the Red House. I'm white and I love the Red House. I'm a black woman and I love the Red House. I am white and the Red House is for me. At the Red House. This is so wonderful. It really really is wonderful. Look at the sofa. It's perfect for a black person (laughs) or a white person. (laughs) This mattress is perfect for a white person. Or a black person. <laughs> Pregnant pause. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> House where black people and 
furniture. And Hispanic people too. <laughs> oh, big never head, gets you get old. Big head, you always nail it. I um, summed this up uh, already, but the, in this interview with IFC, they explained kind of like how they made that lobster one and posted it, and then all these people were like, "Is this real?" They just posted it with "worst commercial ever" was the caption, "worst local commercial ever," and then all these people were like, "Was that real?" So that gave them the idea to start making real local commercials. Um, and then the IFC person said, what was your favorite? And they said, it was the Red House Furniture one. For me, combining racially, re- combining racial reconciliation with furniture was a dream come true. Then it got retweeted by Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> wow. That is fantastic. All right. You know what? That was really, really rambly, starting with my obsession with the Jordash basics. But I appreciate you just like giving me the reins to do whatever. Sure. I mean, I enjoyed, I just I enjoyed that. Like little trip into uh, Never Never Land. Yeah, all it's right. Wild. Let me hand over the reins here. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying. Only the echoes of my mind. Well, we seem to have a sort of accidental theme emerging today, uh, which is. A sort of disbelief and incredulity about, is this really a commercial? I mean, Uh I feel like, you know, we started this show a few years back, and I almost feel like the commercial game has, like, gotten weirder Mm. during that time. I definitely think so. Um, And partly because, you know, people don't just sit in front of their television and watch network network TV for hours on end anymore, you know? Um, This is from listener Elizabeth, um, who posted this ad that she found she described herself as a p1 for this ad uh because she has a small person um but she a keeps getting p1. these pop one a p1 uh she keeps getting a pop-up for pajamas in her facebook feed now when we started the show we had a shit like this that was um when i woke up in a pool of my child's urine i knew there had to be a better way yeah well that is a real quote from this what i would describe as a promotional video they 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 this is a company that did a kickstarter it's like a let's disrupt diapers kind of ad and it really as elizabeth pointed out it passes a lot of your checklist it is a one it's not two guys uh but it's one white guy uh he's got a button-up shirt he's solving a problem he bought a pee pant pee your pants factory to solve the problem <laughs> we, we bought a pee your pants factory in germany <laughs> This is more like a sort of this is the promotional video that they use on a lot of their like their Kickstarter and stuff. Uh, so you want to give it a play. Have you ever woken up to this or this or this? It's a lot of kids. Well, in I pee did pants. All three and it drove me crazy. Hi, I'm Craig Hammond and I'm the founder of Pajamas. Pajamas. Back when my then three-year-old son was potty training, he was totally potty trained during the day. Then the night rolled around and we had this dilemma. Do we use the crutch of a diaper and put him in it and guarantee that he's gonna pee and, and not learn faster? Or do we roll the dice and not put him in a diaper and possibly wake up to wet sheets and a stained mattress and worst of all, me and my wife in a giant puddle of, of his pee? Don't little kids have like kind of rubber or plasticky things that you put over the top of the mattress for this phase? I thought that we already solved this problem as a society. Well, we've solved it in a number of ways. There's pl- there's rubber sheets. There's um, pull-ups, which is what most people do. And that's, uh, to be fair, the, prob- the waste problem that they're trying to solve. And they're trying to... 
Also, I, I guess there's, I'm not a parent, but I guess if you like let a kid sleep in, in some kind of diaper, whether it's a pull-up or whatever, then they're more likely to just allow themselves to like sleep, like not wake themselves up and go pee. Like they won't learn as quickly to like wake up when they have that feeling. Well, wouldn't pajamas but, just be a diaper of a different name? Well, you you clearly haven't watched this ad. There's a <laughs> huge difference. But but the thing with what the big problem I think for parents is that like a lot of times like the parent will sleep with the like the kid will be in the parent's bed, and that's what he and his wife were really they kind of d a d g a f um, about the kid waking up in pee. They're oh, yeah. much more concerned about mom and dad waking up in pee. That's clearly his primary motivation here i don't think there's anything wrong with that that is no no argument i don't want to either would be too. sheets and a stained mattress and worst of all me and my wife in a giant puddle of of his pee <laughs> finally after waking up in a huge puddle of my child's urine i figured there had to be something better <laughs> so i spent weeks looking for the right fabrics and the right materials and the right polymers and i found nothing but i wanted something that would be discreet i wanted something that would be inconspicuous and can I just say that there is a hilarious visual here when he's talking about this, it cuts to just a, a line, a ruled notebook with drawings, with like crude drawings of pajamas and then of different shapes and just X's drawn through them. Which is like supposed to be like his workman's notebook, but yeah, it's so clearly it's, made after the so fact. It's so clearly made after the fact by someone who's just like, I don't know, pajamas. That's <laughs> like better, close. Yeah. It's, it's so <laughs> And that wouldn't let the child know that they're wearing some sort of protective layer. So when I found nothing, I knew that I had to invent pajamas. And also, I, I will say that, and I was kind of thinking this when I snarkily said, well, wouldn't this just be a diaper of another name? I think a diaper the kids have associated with being able to pee in them. If you don't tell them that the, like, I don't think I realized I had special sheets on my bed until I was well into high school. <laughs> no, <laughs> obvious joke. Yeah, no, I, I, but, I agree. Like you, they, they look and feel like cloth pajamas, but they're made with whatever they make that thinks underwear or, or oh, whatever yeah. that you can have your period in. Right. You can do all of your business in your clothes now. That's, that's the <laughs> Promise of 2019. Save billions of pounds of waste that diapers fill in our landfills every year and save you, the parents of potty training children, hundreds of dollars. Pajamas are made of super absorbent fabrics that will hold over 10 times their weight in liquid. The big question here is, will they deliver them to my door? Or will I get like a box of these things that they decide how they're going to fill? Should I keep going with the ad? Are there any more surprises in here? Yeah, it, from now on, he just goes on at length about how this stuff is safe to be against a child's skin to the point mm. where you're kind of like I really wasn't that worried about the safety <laughs> of it being against my child's skin but now I'm starting to wonder if maybe I should be <laughs> we don't have rats <laughs> exactly <laughs> anyway Elizabeth thank you that was a treat um, when I woke up in a puddle of my child's urine I knew there had to be a better way yeah also by the way I mean I don't think you sent that specifically for shit like this but I love that we had a uh, listener contributed shit like this yes. at the top of the show so if anybody else hears something really wacky in a commercial send it our know. way we yeah. definitely are in the market for new shit like this all the time uh, okay this next one is from listener Chandra uh, I think this was an email um, remember we talked I think maybe last show, maybe two shows ago, about we got a letter from a listener who was annoyed that a um, an Oakley ad had a cyclist throwing his expensive yeah. bike. And we mm -hmm. talked about how it was like a real cyclist, some guy named Mark Cavendish, yep. I think. Um, and so it was sort of questionable whether or not, you know, a, a cyclist 
would really do this with one of these incredibly expensive bikes and whether uh-huh. that's like, you know, anathema to the culture. This is from listener Chandra. While I agree with the listener who said that no one would throw an expensive road bike, as soon as you said it was Mark Cavendish, it all made sense. He is known in the racing world to have a nasty temper. <laughs> so no one who follows UCI racing, I look, that's like the um, International Cyclist Union mm. in French, uh, would be very surprised by that behavior. He's done a lot worse. Uh, sorry for the negative negativity train, uh, but I jumped on the UCI bandwagon after Cavs' heyday, so I've only seen his temper and petulance without the skill to back it up. It's not an appealing combination. I don't think you're on the negativity train. This is actually really good information Absolutely. For us. I think it's very yeah. helpful. Um, I said that maybe if it's after his heyday, maybe he's like even more petulant and even more mm. willing to like, Oakley says throw an expensive bike. Why not? Right. Yeah. I yeah. DGAF. <laughs> I have the junk food for you. <laughs> He's going to get the DGAF meal after he throws that bike. <laughs> All right. One more. And then I know we got to go with this because it's been a long one. This is from listener Chris, uh, Kristen. She says, my son has been walking around singing a tune. When I looked it up, I found out it was this commercial. What? I'm excited about this. There's a It's a campground full of cute puppies. And the puppy, the voice you're going to hear is a puppy's voice. <laughs> There ain't no bugs on me, there ain't no bugs on me, there may be bugs on some of you mugs, but there ain't no bugs on me. <laughs> Canine Advantix is the one that repels and kills disease-spreading fleas, ticks, and mosquitoes. Frontline Plus doesn't repel and isn't effective against mosquitoes. So ask your veterinarian for Canine Advantix, the one that repels and kills. <laughs> yeah, there may be bugs on some of you mugs, but there ain't no bugs on me. Now that's going to be in my head. I don't remember exactly when or where, but I see this version of the commercial was posted to YouTube 10 years ago. So I think at some point I've heard that yeah, jingle. That's great. I'm sure great. that's right. Please have your son call in and sing yeah. it. It's 607-444-5597. Now, did you check the voicemail line? Are we sure that he didn't? Because I didn't check the voicemail I line I did. I didn't, I, I didn't go through it exhaustively, but I didn't see anything that looked like that. Ooh, I'd love to hear him sing that. Yeah, yeah please call the line. There ain't no bugs on me. As you say, there might be bugs might on be some. Might be bugs on some <laughs> of you mugs. I love it. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. Well, thank you for that weird trip through the Looking Glass. It was bizarre. It was Thanks a weird gi- one. This is what happens when you give me enough rope. <laughs> I think is what happened today. But it was so weird that there ended up being s- kind of a theme. How did you stumble onto that, Jordash ad? Like I say, I, I, Twitter, Reddit, somehow yeah. it just showed up in a feed just totally randomly. And I remember I was laying in bed. Like It was one of those things where you're laying in bed in the morning and you just open up one of your feeds and like you just see a bunch of random stuff. And... I remember thinking, when I'm behind a computer, I need to look into this more because I just can't. The first one just didn't seem real to me. It seemed like a parody. Well, it does feel like a parody, but I think it's because it's been parodied. Yeah. Um, If you have an ad that is wigging you out, blowing your mind, please get in touch with us. Please join the Facebook group, After These Messages group on, on the Facebooks. Uh, you can email us at after these messages show at gmail or call us at 607-444-5597. And I think I speak for both Burger King and all of us when I say, yes. <laughs> oh, dip is he's once again back again with the caravan of Manzas from Pakistan. Karachi posse, Zaki's poppy. Uh, Red Octagons couldn't stop me. I burn headband, my eyes all droopy.